Meanwhile, in limbo. Hey, I'm looking for somebody. Where is a guy named Strife? Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness, it's me, Nastrip. And you want to ask me for a favor? Who the hell are you? Who are you? I don't know you. My name is Nathan Dayspring Summers. I'm well, Cable. Well, 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 back up, back up. Was your, was your mother Madeline Brown by any chance? Well, I mean, I consider Jean Grey my mother. No, no, yes, no, 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 she, no. Who, whose vagina did you come out of? Madeline Pryor. Oh my God, do you remember me? Me and Madeline tried to sacrifice you. We turned the Empire State Building into a demon tower. And we tried to kill you. Oh my God, look, you're all grown up. Oh my God, if you were rather than what? me, you wouldn't grown up. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 174 of Comic Book Queer's Legacy. Hello, I am your host, Brett, and this is your host, Evil Jeff. Hi, Evil Jeff. And you just heard um, what should have been an excerpt from the latest issue of Cable by Jerry Duggan. Jerry Duggan. I know no recognition on the Asteris part of uh, young Cable, the baby he once tried to sacrifice. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I think the baby, he was too traumatized by Havoc's slutty (laughs) goblin prince outfit and blocked it all out. Well, it has been a century, according to Ileana, in limbo since Inferno. So it's wow. hard to... I can't remember things I did yesterday, oh, let alone know, 100 right? years ago. Ugh. Yeah. When did Nastrith come back to life? Because they did blow him up. <sighs> I have no idea he's a demon. It's It works differently. True. Anyway, how are you today, Brett? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. As of today, I'm... As of on Friday, I was fully vaccinated. So, oh, so oh congratulations. Is, How do you feel? I feel, well, awful. The side effects are terrible. But I'm, Good. I'm ready that to- That means it's working. I'm ready to have a life and, and be a whore and do all of those things. It's going to be great. Now, are you having any um, negative side effects from the second dose? Yes. Yes. It feels like I have mono. Like just my whole body hurts. But it feels better today. Oh. It's It's getting better. But yeah, just watch out. Watch out for like, that second dose. I mean, unless you're one of those Johnson why? and Johnson people, but you know, I'm a uh, Pfizer girl. I, I, I'm a I Pfizer girl. Pray, so. <laughs> I hope and pray here in New York City in 2022, when the rest of us can get vaccinated, that it's just the one shot Johnson and Johnson. Oh, you just want the one shot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want that second shot. <laughs> you're scared. You're scared. Well, they say the worse you feel, it just means the more it's working. Well, we've got a lot of hot. I'm I'm glad that you're good. I'm glad you're feeling good. Um, you're welcome. Uh, let's get into some hot topics. Some additional hot topics because the vaccine is a very hot topic. But some comic related hot topics. Hit it. What are you gonna hit? Ooh, hot topics. Okay, so the never ending saga of the Black Widow movie releasing, I think, is finally. At its resolution? And what what is the resolution? Well, there's a plot twist. So Black Widow is going to come out on July 9th. Yay! 
Um, according to Biden, we'll all be vaccinated by then. I don't know if that's true. And the twist is she's also going to be released not only in theaters, but on Disney Plus for additional $30. That that is see that's the thing is that's oh that's the one thing now that I'm vaccinated I can go to the movies. You can go to the movie. You don't have to pay the additional thirty dollars for Disney Plus. You can pay it at the theater. Yes, although my boyfriend is still too. He still feels he's too scared to go to the movies, and I'm like, why? Stop. Is he vaccinated? Yes, we both got vaccinated together. Um, they took one shot and it went through my arm, and then it went through his. Arm. No, anyway, um, he. Uh, but that's the thing. He's a huge Godzilla and and uh, King Kong fan, and I am not. And there's that new Godzilla King Kong combo movie, sure, which is like everything he's ever dreamed of. And um, I was like, you can go to that movie by yourself. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, I think I'll just watch it here. It's probably going to be released here. And I'm like, no. It is. It's going to be an HBO Max. Go to the movie. <laughs> Leave the house and go to the movie. So is Joe, your boyfriend, scared because he has lingering social anxiety from the trauma of the past year of a pandemic? It is. He says he's scared to be like he's like imagining if it's a huge crowd in a movie theater, like he's not ready for that. Like, just going straight away into a huge yeah. movie theater with a bunch of people is too scary for him. You're vaccinated. What's the big deal? You could be like Robert De Niro in Cape Fear, like, feet up on the seat in front of you. Exactly. Cigar, and also, it's, it's King Kong versus Godzilla. It's not going to be a full theater. Let's be honest. Oh, <laughs> she said the franchise is weakening. Um, well, I think people might be really... Happy to go back to theaters, and therefore it might be full, despite the movie. I mean, I'm going to fucking see Black Widow in the goddamn theater. I mean, come on. The chance to see a goddamn... I mean, but if you're vaccinated, you will. No, I want to see it at home. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Yes. I see. uh... I miss seeing Marvel movies in the theater with everybody like, come on. Can you imagine if you just saw Infinity War at home? I'm done with movies in a movie theater. I want to stay home for all of it. You, uh, honey, you, I I think once you go back to it and have that experience with everybody cheering at the same time, like, you're going to miss it. You you love it. Wouldn't it be great if, like, the first, the first few movies everybody goes to, it's hyper-social in the audience. Like, everyone doesn't just clap and cheer, but they, like, get up and hug you know, yeah, <laughs> like, they're like talking about the movie, doing like quips to their friends as if they're on Zoom during the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a whole different experience. Um, yeah, I definitely want to see it in the fucking theater. Although Black no, Widow, I would love that. Black Widow, it's one of those ones where I just was never super excited about it because it just is like there's no stakes in it because it, it's like. It doesn't have any effect on what happened, you know, because it happens before. Oh, okay. It's the introduction of Florence Pugh as the new Black Widow in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I push back a little bit. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, that's fine and all, but it's still, there's no, like, going to be any big, like, oh, that means this thing is true now. I can't imagine any of that happening. It means that what's true now is Florence Pugh as the new Black Widow. Pew, pew. Oh my goodness! Well, I—I I mean, I'm—I'm I'm sure I want to be. I always like having low expectations and then being proven wrong. That's always what well, I. Listen, that's always what I want. Fun fact: uh, July 9th, 
when it's released, it actually will um, release the same night as Loki's fifth episode. Ooh. So July 9th, we'll get Loki episode five and we'll get Black Widow. Oh, nice. That one. I'm more excited about Loki than I am about Black Widow. Well, you're a very big Owen Wilson fan. <laughs> wow. 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 Hmm. Oh. oh, what's the movie in the Royal Tenenbaums? Wild, oh, Wildcat. Ooh, Wildcat. <laughs> I think Wildcat suffered from a outdated vernacular. Excuse me, I gotta go. I love that scene. Um, I did. That's one of my least favorite uh, Wes Anderson movies. What? Yeah, what? I hate Gwyneth. That Paltrow. is my favorite. I know, and I hate oh Gwyneth Paltrow, and I hated God, Gwyneth Paltrow. She's so good in oh, it. I hated her. I hated her. <gasps> Do you like Pepper Potts? Are you able to watch Iron Man? I hate her in that too, but <gasps> I watch it. I can't. I hate Gwyneth Paltrow. You know me. The only thing I'll watch with her is Contagion because she dies and her face gets ripped off. My God. Anyway. Um, <laughs> there's another movie I want to talk about in Hot Topics. What's another Hot Topic? Uh, James Gunn's, uh, um, whatchamacallit, um, movie, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Oh Suicide my God. Suicide Squad. Uh, that's coming to HBO Max as well, girl. Um, Are you going to watch that in the movie theater or are you just going to stay home and watch it? I'm going to stay home. Here's the deal, but I live right by, I can walk to a movie theater um, really? Yeah. Oh my god, in New York City I have to drive to one. Shut the fuck up. Oh no, I'm but... sorry, I'm surrounded by 11. Okay, well here's the thing, Miss Piss. <laughs> I, I, but I, that's not the point that I can walk to it, but the one that I can walk yep. to, it's very empty, usually. So usually when I go to see a movie by myself, it's me and like three other people. So I, so the idea that I can just go to this movie theater with three other people and just watch it on the big screen, I'll probably watch it on the big screen now. I think that's going to be my new thing is just going to the movies by myself. I'm going to be oh, doing that a lot. It's the best. It's yeah. the best. I love it. I love you, it. You could like, you could like be anybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no one knows you. Yeah, but you the, take on a whole new persona. Did you see like the tra- going to college? But did you see the trailer for Suicide Squad? Yes, girl. I'm a comic book fan. What did you think? Um, I'm so excited for John Cena. Yeah, I was surprised that the King Shark scenes were so gory. Yeah, definitely um, full on just eating people. It looks it looks like a measured improvement over the original because it's James Gunn. Well, after the release of the Snyder Cut, everyone's trying to release the original Suicide Squad director's cut. Ugh, which I'm like, enough. stop it. That's the thing is, there's there's this kind of weird consensus I'm seeing on social media that it's like Snyder was vindicated and that this was such a great movie. And I'm like, but it's, it's, okay. it's not. It's still horrible. It's still not a good movie. All right. Well, we covered that last week. What about Suicide Squad? Appeal to you. Um, I just loved all of the weird kind of side villains that are like showing up. Like, what's is it? Polka Dot Man? Well, who was that? Yeah. Like that. He looks fun and interesting. Um, it definitely looks the like weasel. Pete Davidson. You don't see him in any of the fight scenes. I think he's going to be killed almost immediately. So I'm looking forward Yay! to that. Um, John Cena looks fun. Idris Elba looks hot. Um, Harley Quinn looks fun. Looks like it's going to be fun. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be great. Can't wait. Is there any news things happening? No, that's all. How about some I say we move on X news? To, 
Yes. Oh. We're <gasps> we're backed up. We need to. We need to. <laughs> we're, we're like the Suez Canal. <laughs> yeah, we need to twist it the right way so all these X books that we haven't reviewed yet come out. Hit it. Oh, there it goes. I want your X. Come on. Um, we got four X books. And, yeah. Uh, and all I'm saying is that Planet X and this Hellfire Gala, they need to Planet light a size X Men. Yes, this this they need to light a fire in me because right now I'm kind of like I'm getting bored. It's so yeah, it's okay. We get it. It's an in between period, exactly. And you coming down from one thing, and you can't fucking kill next. it every single fucking second. And I'm still loving. X Factor, like I'm there. There's still books that I'm super excited about, yeah. but then there's like Sword and X Force. Sword is let's talk about Sword Ford first. Let's talk. Yeah, let's talk about Sword Ford. First. Sword Ford. For Sword. Let's talk about yeah. Sword. It's number four. It's by uh, Al Ewing and Valerio Shiti. It's still our- a goddamn crossover with this fucking symbiote shit. It's a shame. So I just, the timing like, is a shame. I don't care. But there is a big deal that has happened. Um, what? And that is we had two fucking characters get fucking killed. And yeah, Fabian Cortez and Sunfire. Yeah, fucking. It's weird. Like, I do think it's like, can we just. It's like if people. I think it is one of those things where it's like. X-Men are just really easy to kill now because you can kill them off. Just because you can kill them off doesn't mean you should kill them off. And this is like a thing where it just happened with all of X-Factor just died. All of S.W.O.R.D. just died. All X-Force everyone's dying. Like every book, they're just like killing, 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 killing everybody. Like, let's like just calm it down. Am I crazy with that? No, you're not crazy with that. I think about the poor souls who were not famous mutants in the back of the line in the resurrection protocols that still haven't been resurrected they just keep getting cut they keep getting cut because all these popular x-men keep dying and getting pushed to the front of the line i know if i was like a d-list mutant i'd be like yo like can i get resurrected yeah it's fucked up my god but here's the thing with uh what happens is in the end that they he definitely um, Magneto comes and was like I want just comes jizzes all over everybody sorry he comes up and is just yeah. like we need to push Fabian to the front of the line because I need to speak to him immediately and it seemed pretty obvious what he wanted him for right what I think I mean yes but I want to hear you say I it. think they want to add him somehow to the like using what he's doing with everyone else they want to add him to the five maybe to push forward more resurrections to like boot to boost everybody this is dangerous because they already come back enhanced as we've established yeah i mean that's what it seems like it it was right what did you think it was i just i just thought he had acolyte fever (laughs) <laughs> no i think he definitely is like i want you to do something to like do a boost where we can just immediately resurrect like a million yeah. mutants yeah shit what a concept so that the five can do multiples at once yeah. oh yeah. good lord and here's the other thing is i would be this is my thing is i don't understand 
I think they're so concerned with making all of these and they have these rules, but I would personally, I would personally break the rules and make a duplicate five and then you just double your production. I mean, you do double your production. It's yeah. basic math. Yeah. Um. So he's like, we. I want to talk about rule number two, Magneto says at the end. Which one is that? Isn't that, that's the grow, like make more mutants. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Magneto gonna Magneto. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Xavier's like, no old friend. And Magneto's like, old friend. And all I'm saying is, can we, um, uh, I w- I'm going to start a new segment, <laughs> which is, uh, where in the world is Myra McTaggart? <laughs> like, I'm <laughs> fucking sick of it. Just have where her show up in anywhere. The world is... That should be a new segment on the show. <laughs> and then it's like, we have a, has she shown up yet? No. <laughs> it's a two minute long intro song put to Carmen San Diego, but then we just name a city. And, and, and then we're the like, city. and then we're like, she's not there either. <laughs> after two, after two minutes of song, we just go Cairo, Egypt, and then move on to our next. <laughs> um, what else happened uh, last? Oh, week? something very interesting. A little callback to the age of X, right? Oh, yes. That's where, with friends. That's where, yes. Where frenzy fell in love reality. with Cyclops. That's right. She mentions it. Yeah, she's basically like, I was only in love with one person and was your fucking dad, bitch. Joanna Cargill's like, I love your dad, bitch. Still can't get over it. Cyclops must be so good in bed. He must... Something. Like, they're fucking digmatized. Like, he must be like six foot five something. Yeah, it's... What what is it? Frenzy can't get enough. Wolverine can't get enough. Gene can't, can't get Emma enough. Emma can't Emma get Frost enough. Frost can't get enough. Jesus Quanin Christ. once. Oh, yeah, that's Lee right. Forrester can't get enough. I mean, come on. Colleen Wing even hit that once or twice. Still might be. I mean, they thought he, when they when they called him Cyclops because he's a one-eyed monster, I thought it was because of his eyes. Oh, <laughs> delicious. Let's talk about X-Force. And we did. Okay, so... And we did. Actually, actually, I have to come clean. This is a... I've hit a milestone in the Dawn of X uh, Hickman era. What What did you do, Brett? Or what didn't you I do? forgot to pick up a book for the first time. Oh and that book is X-Force. Oh, my God. And it shows you that my relationship with this book, the, 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 the ties that bind are tenuous at best. I completely forgot, Evil Jeff. How about that? It's just continuing the story. How about that? Yes. I'm I'm it's it's you didn't miss anything. The only oh it's God. continuing the story of Quentin Choir where there's this weird Quentin Choir type person that like killed a bunch of people on a boat and now everybody thinks that the that Krakoa is like killing civilians and now this weird Quentin Choir person is like attacking is like psionically attacking people on Krakoa and it basically just turns out that weird what's that that Baron Zemo looking dude who like kidnapped Domino what's that what's that cult called yeah a Zeno is that right 
Is that what it is? Like X-E-N-O? Yeah, 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 yeah. The butterfly guy? The peacock guy? Yeah, the guy who, like, yeah. took Domino's skin grafts and then, like, me. Yeah, the villain since issue one. Yeah, basically, they've been murdering, they've been collecting all the murdered Quentin choirs and then have been doing their own cloning. So there's this kind of just monster Quentin choir that's, like, going out and attacking everybody. And a Sage is now an alcoholic and is now just um, losing her memories because she's so drunk all the time. And Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. Like, it, Where did that come from? There's just a scene with her getting drunk with Blob, and Blob's like, I think you had enough. And she's like, give it to me. And then she's basically going on with like, I remember everything. I remember how many people come in and out of Krakoa, but when I drink... I don't remember anything like it's and it's like in one of the like like reports that she gives how she's like missing time because of her drinking. It's like, who cares? Oh, my God. <clears throat> Basically. And in the end, Quentin Quire comes face to face with his like weird, evil version of himself. And then I'll probably fight him and then I'll win and then we'll move on. Not Sage. Sage can't move on without some help. Yeah. Sage is going to have an intervention. Which I guess, who are the alcoholics in uh, Krakoa? Siren? Siren? <laughs> was was it Siren an alcoholic for a while? She was, right? Yeah, who else was? There's got to be someone else was an alcoholic. Um, Wolverine, arguably. Mm, but he's, well, he's not admitting it. I, these are people that have admitted they have a problem. Oh, admitted they have a, had a we problem. We should get Tony Stark to show up. I, w- I would love to see just a, a, a sage intervention. <laughs> And then Emma shows up and she's just like, this is the, these are the reasons you've hurt me. And then she's just a total bitch. And they're like, um, I don't think that's helping. Oh, we're supposed to help her? <laughs> Emma's like, I'm drunk right now, but that doesn't mean I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> oh my God. Um, anyway, so X-Force was stupid. Okay, let's then talk about, I don't know, Cable Number 9 by Jerry Duggan and Phil Noto. Cable, this was, I, I I do, I was talking about it with my boyfriend of just how much I loved it. And then he was like, it sounds awful. And I was like, what do you mean Why? this sounds awful? And he's just like, it sounds like all of these are inside jokes for people that have read all of the X-Men. Oh, go see a movie by yourself. <laughs> but I do agree where I'm just like, I do feel like it's specifically written for us because it's all of Good. these Easter eggs of things of like, I do wonder if you're just like a newbie being like, I'm going to read Cable. And then you're just like, I don't get any of this. No newbie is reading Cable. True, true. But it's so good. I love it. It's so good. You know what? You know what kind of stories I love, Evil Jeff? Stories that I feel like are written for me. My favorite kind. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And this one. What a fun opening with Cable and Esme on a takedown aim adventure picked up on a yacht by Cyclops and Emma Frost. Yes. Their respective parents. Yes. Who are also and fucking Esme's each so other. cute. She's like, Mommy, mommy, we took down the nuclear sub. Yeah, how about your parents are fucking and you're fucking? Also, how about your parents are fucking while... They, they were clearly fucking while all that was happening. Yes. Like, they're like, yeah, oh, was Cable, stepping and, on Scott's Cable neck, and them like, have while it. Yes, yes. Yeah. So fucked up. And then we get probably one of the best in the while, Emma quotes. What's oh, <laughs> SB. Oh, the, oh. Bad news, darling. The boy would rather throw himself into the ocean than be with you at the moment. (laughs) Oof, mom. 
that's how my mom would say things to me. And that's why I'm so fucked up. Because my mother would like somehow say the worst possible version of what she needed to say. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I'm sorry, Brett, but your pin head makes that hat look small. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you have a small head? Um, I don't... I have a small head. I think I don't, but my mother once said I did. Like, children's hats fit me. Oh, no. I, I don't small have a small head. head like that. No. Okay. I just thought maybe we could, like, bond with that since it's traumatizing for me. I'm so sorry. I can't offer you the connection you seek. Okay. Anyway. Uh, cable. Uh, there's also, as we said in the beginning... Um, in our little reenactment, he's like still searching for these babies. And then, and then Rachel is like, Oh, don't you remember during Inferno? Uh, they were doing baby sacrifices too. So maybe it has something to do with that. She said it was not exactly before your time, but mutant babies were once used in a spell. I was like, he was one of the babies. He was one of the, I know (laughs) that was Rachel trying to be nice. And I was like, why are we dilly dallying around this? I want them to, because this, I wanted to reenact, like, they need to bring up that he was one of the fucking babies. So I love this, because maybe they are inadvertently visiting that trauma that was inflicted on him when he was a baby. Maybe a big twist is going to be like, and you were one of those babies. And he'll be like, no, no that's but, why I'm I'm afraid But not only that, what if they're actually trying to redo that spell? Oh, Fuck. And because maybe it's some, and Strife is Inferno like Inferno 2.0. Yes, and then Strife is like using one of his clones oh because God. it's like the same DNA. Like I don't know. Like I think that would be really cool. I have not seen childhood trauma revisited like this since the Punky Brewster reboot on Peacock. Have you watched that? I did. I watched the first episode. Wait, what do you mean? It? Why did oh, wait, did Sherry get wait. locked into a refrigerator again? No. Oh my God. Do you remember that though? But she's on the show. No. Oh, hello. You know, I did a version called Spunky Cooter on my I my, do know that. my old channel, and I did that episode. No, the end of Punky Brewster reboot episode one. She gets a call from the mother who abandoned her at the mall. Oh shit! Creating the very concept of Punky Brewster in the first place. Fuck! Doesn't she also find another like kid? She finds another kid, and let me tell you, that kid is what saves the show. The show is so bad. It is so poorly written and so poorly acted, but that little girl. But is it old. like? But is what is it kind of like? Wizards of Wait, like you know all those Nickelodeon shows that had like uh, Selena Gomez and like all of those. Isn't it just like it those? Feels like like iCarly. Yeah. It just seems like it, it would be like one of like it's not level. written for adults. I mean, it's kind of written for like forty-ish year old divorcees. <laughs> but it what about is. is how hot is Freddie Prince Jr. though? He's so hot. Yeah, he's so hot. Um, that's interesting. Ah, Spunky Cooter. Anyway. Oh, Spunky Cooter. Um, love the Inferno callbacks here. Love that Neastra is here. Yeah, I want that all to bring, I want it all to come to a head. The other thing I want to have come to a head is can we have a weird date thing with 
Quentin and Cable and the Cuckoos, please? Ooh, please. I just want to know what the fuck that was going on. I'm sure they'll all be down with it and okay with it. But I just want to I just want it to be addressed. I want to know who the other three Cuckoos boyfriends are. Yeah, they all have different Yeah, they all have extra They all like we thought we were sharing boyfriends, but since you went and got your own boyfriends, we got boyfriends too. Oh, I can tell you right now because, honey, they only like psionics. They only like psychics. They probably one's probably with Hellion. Hell yeah, Hellion. Hellion. Um, one is probably who? What's what are other? One's fucking Professor Xavier, I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Mentello. Boom. Mentello. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, it's great. Cable's great. It's ending in three issues. Did you know that? Yes, I did. I have a question for you. Is Nate Gray and Nathan and Cable, are they exact like DNA replicas just from different dimensions or are they just different children or is that, you know what I mean? Nate Gray, it's Nate Gray is this, I believe genetically the same as Cable, but he just never got the TO virus. So is the, because Nate Gray is an Omega level mutant. Sure. But Cable is not considered an Omega-level mutant. Is that because of the virus? Yeah. Right? It wasn't it always that he always held back. He uses so much of his power to hold the virus back So here's constantly. my thing is, if we kill Cable and resurrect him, wouldn't he then be an Omega-level mutant? Uh. Okay. Wouldn't he be? I don't know. Theories. Theories. Oh, my God. Why are you acting all angry about that? I don't know. Why are you accusing me? <laughs> but the thing that Cole that ends with Cable is he realizes he's a fuck up. He's talking to Hope. And Hope basically is just like, yeah. I know like you don't really like me. And she's like, you killed like the man that raised me. Like my dad. Like you killed my, I know you are him, but you killed him. <laughs> and it's in retrospect kind of looked like it wasn't that well thought through. Yeah. Like, and you're a fuck way. up. Like you fucked everything yeah. up. And so he, Isn't it weird? Yeah. He is such a different presence than that initial, um, what was it, extermination story? Yeah. Where he was so, like, dark and badass. Well, now I just realized it was all, yeah, but it was just, it was all just teen angst. Act. Yep. And, uh, but they were like, we need to get, we need to get Cable back. And that is I so confusing. old man. I would too, but I'm so confused of like, if you killed him, who is this old man Cable? Is it just a different point in the time stream? Does that mean that eventually he's going to still end up as the person that died? I'm just so confused. It's time stuff yeah, is so confusing. it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, you know, it's really confusing. The relationship between Betsy Braddock and Quanin, a.k.a. Psylocke, but this issue of Excalibur number 19 says, we know. Yeah. And we own it. It's finally it's finally bringing it all to a head. Uh, we saw um, previews of Betsy Braddock's Hellfire Gala outfit in preview. So it was kind of like, okay, well, Betsy's coming back. Yeah, Captain Britain's coming back. Clearly. Um, and so basically they're trying to resurrect Be- Betsy, but they can't. Basically, Richter's trying to do the spell. He's freaking out like a little Nelly Queen that he is. You see his cute notes in Apocalypse's magic books like, oh, I'm going to put this here and I have Newt here instead of that. Yeah. And and he's they're not able to get it to work. And they also still don't know what was 
inside of her before. Do we still feel that that's Morgan Le Fay? Not after the end of this issue, we don't. Oh, does it reveal who it was? Girl! What? I'm Are telling you, I'm telling you I girl. don't remember anything anymore. Girl! The reveal at the end. Are you serious? <laughs> What is happening to you? Who are you? Uh, Evil. I, it's called, I got a shot. Evil. It was Malice. Oh, she, right, she right, 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 right. Oh, my God. That, oh, my God. <gasps> Thank you. I don't even you. know who you are anymore. I'm telling you, I will say another. What just happened? No, I am going to tell you another side effect of the shot. My brain is like complete scrambled eggs. It's the Malice Choker. I screamed your name when... <laughs> When it happened. I know. You know what? Ed, why did I forget that? Why did I completely forget that? I okay. love what a reveal that it was not Morgan Le Fay. It was Malice that was inside the Betsy clone body. No, and that's the thing. Now that you bring it up, I immediately thought Brett because I was like, because um, they were like, she was like, oh, I had a history with her. I'm like, and she's like, and you did too, if you remember. And it's like, yeah, do you know why you remember? Because you were with who? Dazzler and Storm and Pol- and then Polaris. They need to get Dazzler, Storm, and Polaris. They need to get all the people oh, that were possessed yeah. by Malice. We need an Outback reunion. Oh, my God. But wait a minute. Think about it. Who made this Betsy Braddock body sinister? Did he just stick Malice's freaking choker? Wait. Like in the clone? Wait, so he made it... Did, was that established before that he made it for... Jamie. Jamie. Yes. Um, And so... Oh, that would be curious of like... But is Malice considered a mutant? I think so, yes. So I'm just... Yeah, I'm wondering like, where has she been? I wonder when's the last time she showed up. I think she's always floating around. Or Sinister probably had her contained somewhere. Yeah. Oh. I love it. But before she was, uh, we, it was revealed that it was Malice. Fucking Conan is just like, I need to fucking go find her. And, you know, Brian's like, oh, I need to get my sister. And she's like, bitch, back off. Well, they have her essence. Yeah. Thanks to the Captain's Britain of all the other dimensions. Yes. And Conan just like lets it go. And then Richter's like, oh, no, 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 what are you doing? And she's like, well, what you're doing wasn't working, so I'm going to try something different. It wasn't, it wasn't going into the body, so we're going to try a different way. And Conan goes and runs after it. And that's when you realize it's like we have shared the same body for so long. We actually are kind of still connected. Whether we like, like so it tangled or and not. intertwined. Because that's the other thing is like, if you look at the history of Conan, I, I mean, she clearly was a mutant, but she didn't have the exact replica of Psylocke's powers. Like, I, there's definitely, there's just a total, like, intertwined intermingling of both of them that's left over that they had to deal with. And Conan gets into her mind, jumps into a well that she's hiding in, and is just like, bitch, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about this. And they kind of just come to an understanding. And that's the thing is, she's like, you're going to come into me, into my body, and I'm going to bring you back. And Betsy is so scared, like... No, I can't do that to you again. Like, Betsy feels so guilty that she was so guilty. in charge, realizing that Conan was there the whole time, not being able to do anything. Like, she feels so bad about it. I think that it could be the core reason why Betsy is always, she's kind of like running away from everything. This whole title 
Betsy is not accepting a lot of stuff about herself and her identity and her place in this society. She just keeps running and running and running from things. And I wonder if it's because she's so ashamed. Yeah, and that's the other thing. But the only time when she's not running, she's doing it out of a sense of sacrifice. Like she's either running away from her problems or she's like, just kill me. I I, I volunteer as tribute to be Captain Britain. I volunteer as tribute to do uh, the the sword. Like, like fucking, I'll do the match, kill me. Like she's like, she wants to to be punished. She just needs a good S&M Okay. An S&M session. Oh, baby. Can you imagine well, speaking of S&M, if mm-hmm. Betsy and um, Quantum became lovers? Like weird s I can't imagine that, lovers. actually. <gasps> All right. What were you going to say? Uh, I was going to say that anyone on Krakoa could be Malice next issue. Oh, yeah. Or maybe has been this whole time. Well, no, because... Chokers are very hard to accessorize, especially they are like, I mean, come on, those chokers. I mean, it's not the 90s anymore. Come on, honey. <laughs> you can't walk around with a fucking choker. I just want Dazzler to fight Malice next issue of Excalibur for some reason. Do we have, is there any advanced preview of what the next cover of, I want to look because, I mean, come on, if Dazzler and Polaris show up, because they've been the two people that were possessed the longest by Malice. I'll die. And Dazzler's been and given the short end of the Dazzler, please. I was just about to say she's been given something. She's been given the short end of the stick on this goddamn thing. Well, that's why I told you I want to put her on the goddamn uh she needs to be on the team on my um on my Omega level <laughs> comic that I want to create. Yeah. So you wanna be an Omega. <laughs> um I need like a way of x type dazzler announcement you know like oh we know you want more nightcrawler we're holding back on nightcrawler boom here's a nightcrawler book exactly. like i want that for dazzler exactly or we put need her on the dazzler. x-men we need some goddamn dazzler bitches put her on the x-men dazzler um but yeah i loved me some excalibur i love that it's like it's great i thought it was gonna be like and now it's the time the cross time caper and it's like nope now we're fucking, we're doing malice. We're doing malice. Buckle up. Beep, beep. And now I've also just decided, um, what would happen if... Um, A hypothetical. If Wiccan gets uh-huh. into, like, you know, he's missing Hawkling because Hawkling's always off world. And one day he's doing a spell and Richter... Is like noticing all of these like you know magic energies and then shows up like what are you doing and it's like I'm a gay wizard he's like well I'm a gay wizard too and then they kind of like start to like hook up and then Wiccan feels real am I just crazy thinking that no no I think that's exactly what's going to happen in the next year I think Richter and Wiccan should have magic sex yes and their couple name will be Rickon. Wichter. <laughs> Wichter. <laughs> Listen, we've talked about comic books enough. Let's talk Should about... we move on to TV? Let's talk about some TV. Hit it! Someone who watch superhero sci-fi stuff with me. 
All right. Evil Jeff, I understand from doing almost 200 episodes of a comic book podcast with you that you are a fan of Invincible by Robert Kirkman. Yes, yeah, one of my is that true? It's one of my favorite comic book runs of all time. Completed. It Why do you like it so much? Comic. It is a complete hot, fresh, new take, even though it was like from early 2000s at this point, of what it's like to grow up to be like Superman. Like if you're if your dad was Superman, this is what the world would be like. And it's all kind of told POV of this one guy. And it's treated very nonchalant. And it's also treated very real. It's 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 definitely for adults. It's it's high, high, high NC seventeen violence. And it also deals with very um complicated things of like who is the villain who is not the villain the idea of good and evil is very gray in this comic and that's what made it very interesting to me and so when i heard that uh seth rogan was producing this that it was gonna be stephen yun is the voice oscar oscar nominated actor um jk simmons is going to be omni man i was so excited have you read any invincible brett I have not. You have not. All right. So we're going to do a one, two, three. Loved it, liked it, hated it. One of those three. Okay. All right. One, two, three. I liked it. it. The material kind of feels dated. Like the concept is dated. It feels like the boys did it better. Yeah. And here's what I'm going to say. They actually, they they took all of the interesting takes that the comic did and dumbed it down and tried to make it more generic, like a regular superhero thing. And so I was like, why are you doing this? And I also will say this, it got, I feel like it's improving a little bit, but the animation of the faces were really bad. Like no expressions uh, in any of the faces. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I was just like, Ooh, and of course, you know, I am dating a storyboard artist whose job it is, oh. is to do basically the cinematography of animation. And he's like, garbage, garbage. And I was like, okay, you're going to have to leave now. <laughs> and the artist was Ryan Otley, right? On the original um, series? Ryan Otley, I believe was, was he the first one? It was two, div- it was two artists. I think okay. Ryan Otley was later. I think he did the, the like the last maybe the last three-fourths of it. The art of the show does feel like the art I've seen. Yes. Yes. But it's just not animated very well. Right, 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 right. I will say by the third episode, the animation, I don't know if it's just I got used to it, but I was feeling, I was feeling better about it. And I will say this, this is one of the rare things in a comic is after the second, like the first episode, they were doing all these things to kind of generic it down to like a regular superhero show. But then at the Mm -hmm. end, and we're going to give you spoilers here, because also the comic fucking came out, you know, like fucking 16 years ago. 16 years ago. Like uh, Omni-Man is a bad guy. (laughs) Like, Like the dad is a bad guy. And so the series ends with the big twist where he goes and murders... Uh, the Guardians of the Globe, which are like the Avengers. Well, the, they're actually exactly the Justice League. The Justice League, yeah. 
um, he murders them. And you realize, and that's when the show is kind of like, and, and the show in the first episode, all up into that point, it's very picturesque. There's no violence. It's very PG. It's all like, oh, it's basic. It's like basic. Comic and then movie. suddenly yeah. it's like, nope, full on nasty R-rated violence. And I think that's the fun twist that it like threw in there. I will just say the way the first, the way the comic book did it was way more interesting than the way the pilot did it. Okay. Um, that being said, by the time it got to the second episode, I was like, oh, they're going, they're full on not deviating anything. It is full on just like, I think Seth Rogen was like, no, just do the comic. So it does do feel like a one to one fucking comic. to the comic. Yes. The only difference is, is you know how he has like a gay friend? Yeah. That, Reynolds. that friend doesn't come out until like years later. Like they're oh, adults I mean, that's the and then he meets years. him and then he's like, I've been gay the whole time. And this time they're like, well, he's just going to be gay. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. Cause it's 15 years later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, the other thing I am confused about is I like the idea that it's Stephen Yun and uh, Sandra O oh. and Sandra O. Oh. But yeah. so I am just like, are they Asian then? Right. Is it an Asian character? I don't like that. They're not addressing it. I don't like the idea yes. that it's like, it could be. I'm like, no, why don't you just call it out? Like, let it be it, an Asian character. It would be great to establish that representation. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so uh, I- I'm going to keep on watching it um, because it really is just following the comics. But I am very disappointed with how much I love this yeah. comic. Um, have you seen Minari? Speaking of Stephen Young. I've, I, I haven't. Um, but I saw the one clip of the one kid and the grandmother, like fighting, and then I was like, "Oh, this looks, it's, this looks really fucking good." So, it's so fucking good, and because of the kid and the grandmother, we watched it last night. We did a Nomadland Minari double feature. I have no desire night. to see Nomadland. That looks way too depressing for me. It actually isn't. Uh, the word I would use is more hopeful and uplifting. But ugh, still ugh. sad, but steeped in sadness. Steeped in sadness. That's what I mean. I can't. I just don't want any steeped <laughs> ugh, in sadness. Worse. I don't want any steeped in sadness. I basically could just watch every, action movies and and romantic. Every movie now. on the Oscar movie journey is like, oh god, this is gonna be so tragic. Like, uh, watch Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Oh, oh, the father. Oh. oh, the father. Let me just watch my the dad father. get Alzheimer's and forget who he is. No, thank you. And then. And I'm now going to watch Sound of Metal. Oh. Watching someone go deaf. Yeah, my friend was like, watch Sound of Metal. And I'm like, I have a fear oh. of going to deaf. I have a fear of losing my mind. I have, like, I, I don't want to watch any of these things. They're all so heavy. Yeah, no, thank you. I'm just going to watch. Hello. Okay. I'm just going to just throw this out there before we talk about the next thing. There's a new, because you know how I talked about Cherry Magic, my favorite boys love BL Yowie show in which a virgin got psychic powers mm-hmm. and then realized that this that the the boss was in love with him. There is a new Japanese uh BL that just came out. The title of it is Man Who Defies the World of BL. That is the title oh. of and what it is, a guy slowly realizes that he does not live in the real world, that he is actually in a a, a yaoi manga. Because everywhere oh, he wow. looks, boys are secretly falling in love. They can't admit it in real life. 
And he's the thing is, he's just like, I want to be a side character. I can't be a main character because I don't want to be gay. And so his whole life is trying to avoid being gay. And in the first episode, slowly his group, his squad, all start falling in love with each other. And he's just so annoyed. And he's like trying to like not. And then his brother gets confessed to and he's like trying to stop everyone from being gay. It is like, that's what I want. I don't need fucking Alzheimer's going deaf. I'm living out of a van. I want all of my friends are gay and falling in love with each other. Yeah. I can't. You know what? Bad news about Minari too. (laughs) Was that one sad too? Yes. Oh, Jesus Christ. My boyfriend lied to me. He told me to watch it because he said it wasn't said. He's a fucking liar. All right, oh, anyway. he's sabotaging you. He's setting you up. I will You're being framed by your own love. Well, here's the thing is I'm just telling you right now. I think once the pandemic is like over and I'm living my life like regularly again, I can rewatch sad things. Right now, the world is so crappy. I just don't have time. I don't have time. There's only one crappy world I can watch. And you know what that crappy world is? The post, the, the post blip, the post blip world. Yes. yes, that's the world. That's the oh. sad world I can get into. Let's fucking talk. The about world it. is broken. Falcon, Falcon and the Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier episode. And can two. I just say, I was just talking about BLs. This is the. This is a BL. This is a man. This, this is, is BL. This Absolutely. is the gayest thing. This is the gayest they thing I have landed, ever seen. They landed on top of each other. Top of each other. They landed on top. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, just get off of me. This is gay <laughs> romance classic, 101. The most classic will they or won't they trope. One what character the fuck accidentally lands doing? on the other when they fall. Yes. Yes. Um, This episode introduces John Walker, the U.S. agent, but actually known as the real Captain America. And speaking of BL... The shot of Bucky Barnes sitting on the floor of his apartment, watching TV, and seeing this new man say he is Captain America, and the look on his face that screamed, that is not my husband. Oh! Yeah. I I have a question. What an iconic shot. I have a question. In the entire Marvel Universe, is Bucky your number one to sleep with? Is he your number one? Is, yeah. Does anyone yes. beat him? No. Okay. Because I think yes. that influences. No. Nobody beats Bucky. I think that influences everything that you have to say <laughs> about the show, Bucky. and I love it. I'm here for it. Um, but I will say, the memes that have come out between the first and second episode, like never has a character been hated more than this US the USH oh, character. Oh, poor Wyatt Russell. Oh my God, like, America hates him. Yeah. Which is the point. And of course, and his his dad, his dad was in the MCU too. Um, tried to blow up, you know, tried to destroy a world. The dad of uh, somebody Chris said, Pratt. one of my friends asked, is this the first real life parent child that have been as major roles in the MCU? Oh, I wonder. I wonder. I, I think so. I think that's a safe bet. Uh, we need to get this one of the, the younger Skarsgård. He needs to be, give him a Marvel. Yeah. Oh, no, wait, God, wasn't. No, no, he wasn't. No, here. wait, but his brother. His brother. Oh, Peter is in Shatterstar. Hulk. Oh, wait, I'm thinking of Peter Skarsgård, who is not related, and his name is Sarsgard. Never mind. <laughs> um, his brother was Shatterstar. Ooh, that doesn't count. I'm so sorry. That's a Fox movie. Yeah, you're right. I know. But, 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 but no, but they're producing the next Deadpool. Not Shatterstar. He was Zeitgeist. But he was, um, oh, Zeitgeist. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 
It doesn't count. Anyway, um, but yeah, people fuck. So U.S. Agent, what's his character's name? He's not known as John U.S. Walker. Agent. He's now just Captain America. Captain America. And then what's his? Um, and then his his. Oh, I guess. Battlestar. Um, Battlestar, which he said, I'm not a sidekick. I'm his partner. I had the issue. I think it was either Captain America or West Coast Avengers where that character, um, I forget, Lamar Hoskins, I believe. Yeah. That character in the comics called himself Bucky. And I remember an issue, I think it was of Cap, where I believe it was like an army, like a sergeant took him aside and was like, you really should not be using the name Bucky. It is highly offensive um, to black Americans. And that's when he changed his name to Battlestar. And that's where I learned that Bucky was an offensive term. Yeah. As a child. And, but, but the interesting thing is like, they're like, so we have almost this weird, like, like doppelgangers of Sam, like of Sam and Winter Soldier. And we have the Republican versions of them. Yeah, where it's just like we follow what, you know, the, the, the like they're working for the government and they're working outside the government. And basically this whole thing is that Bucky is so angry that Sam did not take this goddamn he's Captain America so shield. angry. He's so angry at him. And we know this. We know that he's angry. But we finally get him showing up like, why didn't you take the shield? Why didn't you fucking do it? Like, they are so he just keeps saying it to him. angry at each other. And oh, yeah. it's just like, I'm just here for it. I'm it, here for their, it. Their presence is like the worst. They are the worst to each other. Because Sam does not want... Because Bucky knows Sam was afraid and he threw it away. And like... Sam knows that Bucky knows, and it's probably tearing Sam apart. He's probably so embarrassed. And his only excuse is like, can't you just trust? Can't you just listen to me that it was what I thought was the right thing to do? And Bucky's like, fuck that. Yeah, yeah. Nope. Nope. And Incredible. But right now, they're dealing with, um, there's like a bunch of superpower terrorists going around, which clearly seem to be, I mean, it seems to me, and I don't think, has it been officially said that they, yes, they have the super soldier serum. That's why they're strong. Has it been officially said? Well, I don't said? know. I don't know because I know that according to the graphics of the closing credits and rumors I've heard, the power broker could be a part of the show. Oh. I believe the power broker is who texted the girl who is the leader of the Flag Smashers, she got a text saying, you took something from me, I'm coming to kill you. I think that could maybe be the power broker? But is the power broker giving out the serum or is that, or does he give powers out a different way? I, I want to say a different way because that is how, according to my research, Joaquin Torres gets his Falcon powers in the comic book is via the power broker. Oh. But isn't also, doesn't, does U.S. Agent or Battlestar, do they have super soldier serum powers? That I cannot remember. I remember, I read a lot of U.S. Agent when he was on the West Coast Avengers, and he wasn't a piece of shit there, or maybe I was just too little to understand that he was. Um, but I never do. I think, you know, U.S. Agent him or not. more recently has been made a piece of shit. Sure. I don't think he was as much. But I think back then it was okay. But he was like a failed Captain America, though. Yes. Like he almost committed murder and they like made him take off the cap costume and put on U.S. agents later. Yes, yes. But I think back then there was a the idea of being a patriot wasn't as like a divisive. 
<laughs> thing yeah. where now it's like, oh, you're a patriot? You're a bad guy. <laughs> so it's funny. that Yeah, back then in the comics, he the, the, the mantle of Captain America was taken away from him because – he went like kind of crazy. He got he got over emotional and almost committed murder. Now that would solidify him in the role of Captain America. I know, right? Right, everybody. Jesus Christ. But I do. Do you feel who does? What's what's Bucky's real name? James Buchanan Barnes. Yes, I feel like I should we be calling him Bucky James Winter Soldier? What should we be calling him? Bucky. Bucky. Okay. Does he have this? He has the serum. Right? He do. Yeah, so you saw how fast he was running after yes, the truck. Yes. So he has it, but none of the others do. Do you feel how many of those four are going to be superpowered by the end of the series? Of yeah, I think it's gonna be I, I'm curious to know what they do with um John Walker after this. I feel like they might have given him a little something. Right? Like they have powers. When he was throwing that when he was throwing that shield, that didn't look human to me. No, yeah. They made it seem like I'm just really good at throwing the shield. And I would say even if he's not, if he doesn't have powers, they're gonna inject themselves with shit. Sure. Now, we have been introduced to a lot of people. I'm still waiting to get uh what's it what's her nuts? The girl from Scandal. What's her name? Emily Mo- Carrie Washington? No, no, no. Not, not from Scandal, from Revenge. Revenge. They're all the same thing. Yeah, Sharon Carter. Sharon Carter. I'm still waiting for her to fucking show up. I know. Um, Come on, Agent 13. But we're introducing a lot of characters. But can we talk about my favorite introduction? Can you guess what it is? Who it is? Isaiah Bradley. And his grandson. Elijah Bradley. Uh-huh. Because you know yeah. what that means. Yeah, we don't know that that was Elijah, but we know that the guy has grandchildren. So that's a good start. That's a fucking young Avenger there. That was it. When yeah. the door opened, I'm like, that's a young Avenger. <laughs> yep. But uh, Isaiah Bradley, played by, I forget the actor's name, but do you remember, <laughs> do you remember that Fox show in the 90s, Mantis? The superhero show. It was like M dot A dot N dot T dot. Yes. It was like a guy in armor. Yeah. It was a short-lived show on Fox called Mantis. He was Mantis. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. Anyway, he's like, um, oh, wow, the Winter Soldier. I've heard so much about you. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, too. The U.S. government locked me up and experimented on me for 30 years. Now, That's what they did to the black Captain America. Well, I mean, did you, I mean, you've read, what was that, what was that comic called? Yeah, Truth. Truth. Are they going to go there? Because oh, hell yeah, they're going that's there. Fucking, oh. That's fucking dark. That's what's going to be Sam's journey. That's going to be like what, I have to think that Isaiah Bradley is going to be the inspiration for Sam to take the mantle back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, because God, I I, but I'm just scared if there's going to be a whole episode going of like through all of that. That was a fucking traumatic book. To that read. was intense. It's fucking yes. horrifying. And the guy is he's rightfully pissed off about something. So I'd imagine. Yeah, they're going to. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, Ugh. And it's just very enjoying. Just just the, the special effects in these battle scenes. Seamless seamless it all looks so good 
a hundred percent real. Like if you were that, like if someone was Disney like, money. no, he has those wings. Those are real. He's really flying. I would believe you. Like I yeah. usually you look back. Like, you know, maybe if you watch something from like 15 years ago, you're like, oh, I can see the CGI now. I would dare someone to be able to see the CGI of this. It's so Thank good. Thank you, Uncle Walt. It's so good. Yeah. Um, it's I love like, hey, what are you going to do with all that money you made from MCU phases one through three? Oh, we're going to invest it in the um, action sequences and special effects of phase four. Thank you. Of course you are. Because <laughs> you can do no wrong and you make every decision correctly. And Except Hulk. All of this hatred and anger they have towards each other um, comes to a head when they get arrested. Um, and the your favorite character, the therapist. Oh my God, my favorite character. She's um, incredible. Makes them... And here's the other gay part where she's like, sit closer and they intertwine their legs together. Mm -hmm. What is that shit? Mm -hmm. Why was that necessary? Mm -hmm. Like, what is this gay chicken they're playing? Like, I'm just going to be like, okay, the only reason for that was to give me a boner. Like, stop it. Yeah. Or don't stop it. And yeah, they're- Please don't stop it. Oh my God. It's just- yeah, this show is just very, it's going, it's fun and lighthearted in one moment, and then it fucking just goes to a very dark place. I'm very interested to see, like, what, because this is such a Black Lives Matter, pro-Black Lives Matter, anti-police brutality, yeah. um, anti- um, guess what the government has done has a fucked up past you need to remember the history of how black people were treated in this fucking country I am wondering like it feels like this is a very popular show I'm wondering if the right are like trying to ban it or like boycott it because it is so oh, you know what I mean there's going to be a contingent of people who are going to be very upset by this show and I for one am here for oh, it I, of course I want to see them getting angry can't wait but yeah, this show is just, it's great. It's great. It's fantastic. It was such a good episode. It's just so well-crafted. It's so well done. We are very lucky. I just, very you know, lucky. it just it, ugh, needs to be longer. Yeah. The yeah. other thing is part of me, which I can't do, and I'll, clearly we're doing this podcast, so I can't do it. Part of me would love to just not watch it until they're all released and then binge it straight through because it is too like it's just too short i know not me though i love the event tv that's been created no and i do too i do shows. too i just want give me 20 more minutes of it 20 more minutes i'm like a yeah. junkie well i love like what i look forward to is and i didn't get to do it yet for episode two but our first viewing, we've got friends on Zoom. We're all drinking. Like, it's like a party atmosphere. It's celebratory. It's an event. And then then watch it a second time, like, by myself or with my husband, just quietly kind of taking all the detail in. Oh, yeah. One day, if I, if I, I was going to say if I get sick, I was like, maybe if I get a cold, colds are going to happen again. Um, Yay! <laughs> um, I want to, I want to redo WandaVision just straight through. Straight through. It's going to feel good. These are good. They're good shows. Thank God. 
Thank Kevin Feige. Thank you. And thank you, listeners, for putting up with that. Thank you. <laughs> for putting up with that. Thank you for listening to this drivel. <laughs> thank you for tolerating us. Um, you know, tolerance is really what this community is all about. Um, and this community is also about comic books and comic book TV. That's right. So if you like comic books, hey, we enjoy having you here. But I have some bad. Hmm. Bad? I'd say good it's good. It's news. good news. <laughs> If you read comics, well, that makes you queer. Boy. Bye. Bye.